0: that this class is dedicated for the complete reflection of Chaim Yosef Zev Ben-Fega, who is the reason we're doing this class in the first place. He should be just taking such good care of it. his family, he should feel their love, he should feel their warmth, he should feel um, in like he's in good hands. And the doctor should really have tons and tons of Seyat Dishmaya helping him and guiding him through this process that he's going through. And uh, our learning, all of our learning and all of our actions should go as his refua and for the refua of and someone also sponsored uh, tonight's class, an anonymous sponsor, sponsors tonight's class for the ilu and nishmas of the eight victims. There were 11, but three of them were not Jewish. One of them was a Christian Arab and the other two were Ukrainians. But the eight Jewish souls, they should have a really in from our learning, from the Torah that we're doing here. And uh Hashem, we should just have a tremendous, tremendous amount of uh here as we go as we go along these classes in Tomer Devorah. We are starting Tomer Devorah. We are starting Tomer Devorah. I am so pumped, I am so pumped. But I gotta tell you something, okay? You gotta you gotta get real about this learning. You're going to learn the meetup, you're going to learn exactly what it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, I'm going to break it down for you, I'm going to make it very, very simple, I'm hoping to also make these classes short, 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops, so we can like go in and like, you know, not too much, not too long, I can go for like 70 hours, but you can't, so um, I get that, so I'm, I'm working really hard on keeping it short and concise and sweet and to the point, um, but you got to get real about this work. You're going to learn the mida, you're going to learn the work, but you have to know that what's what you're actually going to be doing to yourself, to your brain, is it's almost like you've never, ever, ever developed a certain muscle in your body. Like, your inner thighs what muscles. <laughs> there are muscles in our inner thighs. Let's say you've never worked your inner thigh before, okay? And I would put you on one of those inner thigh machines, you know, like the fun ones, the ones you have to go like, like that, right? Those so the first time if I were your trainer, the first time I would help you with that. First, we would like we would like sit on the chair and we would start doing small pumps, and the weight would be not so heavy. And we would work you in the big, and then you would get Charlie horse. You would get from like a few from a few sets. You would get Charlie horse, and Charlie horse means that it's working. Charlie horse hurts, but you just did a little bit. You did like two sets. And you did it like on five pounds, like nothing too exciting, nothing too crazy. But because you've never worked those muscles before, this is them responding. This is how it works. We, are, we have to be very, very careful to fall into the trap of like, I need to get there now. You know, I need to get skinny now. I need, to, I need to fix my, my you know, my meatless now. I need to like, uh, no. The way it works is you bite off small amounts and you chew those amounts okay? You don't chew more than you can bite because that's never, that never works. And if you chew small amounts, and that's why I want to keep it short and sweet and to the point, you chew small amounts, you'll see how you're going to get much further, okay? And, and, and that's where we're going with this, okay? So here's the thing. You're going to learn the meetup. We're going to go through it together. I'm going to teach you all whatever we can get in in these 30 minutes about the first meetup,. okay? And then you're going to go off with your week. And in your week, even if you literally just have it come up in your mind and you don't even act on it, you've already advanced. You have already become more Hashemi. Okay? That's just godly. So you have already become more, even if it's just like something that like crosses your mind that's never crossed your mind. That's you being Charlie Horse. That's you actually moving. And you'll, you'll hear the media and you'll be like, there's no way Hashem expects us to be that way. God can do that because he's God. I can't do that. I'm a human being. So by the fact that you're even just thinking about it, aware of the thing, the fact that this thing is even around, like the fact that this thing even exists, is already like, amazing, amazing. You're growing, you're changing, things are moving for you. Okay, so no big jumps, friends. No big jumps. Jumps never work. Jumps are an illusion. Okay, so let's begin. Let us begin, um, if anybody uh, wants to take this moment to now also have in mind somebody else in their life that is sick, that is not well, that they want to uh, have in mind right now before we start learning. Remember what we said about Tomer Devorah. Tomer Devorah is a safer, that is a sagula for healing, for, for shalema. So you're learning it, even if you're just learning it and taking notes and you're not applying it at all. You put your notebook away after this class, which I hope is not going to be the case because I hope to make it very doable and practical for you. So you'll even just be thinking about it while you're doing the dishes, while you're whatever, whatever, driving your car, it's gonna go through your mind. If it just goes through your mind, send me a message like WhatsApp me, done. Just WhatsApp me done. Okay? Just if you even just contemplate it. Okay, because I feel like that will give you a sense of, okay, I'm onto something. Something is working, I don't know what, I don't see it going anywhere, I don't know, but something is working, okay? Okay, so if you have anyone in mind, now is the time, and let's begin. Our first Nida, and remember what we said. We said that Hashem has 13 ways that he, that's his personality, that's his vibe, that's his touch, okay? That's his meetos, his characteristics. When when you get when you're close to someone, when you love someone, you eventually start looking like them, acting like them, talking like them, using their phrases, right? That shows a certain level of closeness and intimacy when you when you start like having that the same gestures and the same stuff. When we liken ourselves to Hashem, when do when we do things like Hashem does them, when we react like Hashem reacts, and we're gonna learn about his reactions. Today we're gonna have the first reaction. Okay? When we act like Hashem reacts, we touch our higher selves. And when we touch our higher selves, there's no bigger gift we can give ourselves because from there we get all of our energy, we get all of our simchas haim, we get minuchas nefesh, we get a soul that is calm and, and, and connected and present and there. We have something that most of the world doesn't have because most of the world is stressed most of the world is anxious. Most of the world is running around like a chicken without a head. Most of the world is not happy with all the things. Some of, Most of the things are going on in their life that they don't have a handle on. Because when we are able to really identify with the godly part inside of us, which is our soul, which is our neshama, then we give it life. We give it food. We give it nutrients. We're literally bringing it back to life. That's our life force. That's where we get our energy from. When you're going through a hard period in your life, oftentimes you'll be very tired a lot. You have no energy. You're tired. You always looking to get into bed in the middle of the day. You're tired. You can get out of bed. It's an emotional thing. How many hours does a person need to sleep? You already slept eight, nine, ten hours a night. The fact that you're still sleepy and tired is because emotionally you're drained. Emotionally, emotionally, and your nefesh, your nefesh is tired. And the and and oftentimes people in that state, just feeling tired, feeling. Burnt out, feeling unhappy, feeling frustrated. All these things are in the Nephish and the Nefesh is talking to us, and the Nefesh is telling us oftentimes, listen, I need I need to breathe, right? I need food. I need to breathe. I can't keep going on like this. I need you to give me food. And when you are when you are do acts of godliness, you breathe life into yourself. And all of a sudden you don't need to sleep that much. And all of a sudden you have more patience. And all of a sudden you're Okay with certain things, and all of a sudden you're even happy, and all of a sudden you even feel the passion that you had in your heart for certain things. You feel life because your life force, your life source is your soul, and when you feed your soul and you water your soul, it breathes. But if you're in this dimension of like next, 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 I have to do this and I have to take care of that and then Pesach and this and, that and that's what I'm doing. I'm taking medication and I'm pumping myself up and I'm and I'm. And that's where I'm at. Then the nefesh will start kicking, and the kicking looks like anxiety and stress, and and screaming bouts out of the blue, and exhaustion, and feeling lethargic, and having no patience, and wanting to just cry out of the like out of nowhere and not knowing why. That's the nefesh's language. So right now, what we're doing, and what, right now what we're going to be learning is giving the nefesh it's medicine giving the nefesh it's it's food and when we do that even a little bit you will feel the difference and that's why this book is healing that's why it sends healing vibrations everywhere because it's all healing because when a person really connects to the godliness inside of them they heal they heal because that's who they are we are souls remember this we are souls we have bodies we are souls and in the next world we're all going to recognize each other. And we would be like, yo, what's up? And we're like, yo, Devona, that's a going? We're going to see each other because we look the way, the reason that my face looks the way it does, because my soul looks this way. And the reason like, your face looks, because your soul looks that way. And that's why after, after 120 in the next world, where we no longer have our bodies, we're still going to be able to recognize each other. Because we're going to identify the person as for who they are because we are souls with bodies. So let's begin. Our first meetup is the mida that Attribute of Mikha Kamocha, Who is like you, God? Okay? And then not, he goes into the deep explanation of what this Nita means. Now remember, these are the Yud Gimel Mida Sarachamim. These are, like when you read them, you're like, what does Mika Kamocha have anything to do with like what it means? So it does. It's all code. It's all code. And we say the Yid Gimel during the Ila, we say it. Over and over and over, because they are mantic the dinim. They turn harsh decrees in our life. They turn difficulties into sweetnesses. And when we learn it, kahvechomer, kahvechomer, even more so, we bring sweetness sweet to, our, to the judgments. We sweeten the judgments in our life and the life of our children. And that's why it's also healing. Okay, so let's begin. How many of you got the book? Show me. Flash me. Ooh, there it is. Who else? Anyone else got the book? No? Okay. Okay, we're just gonna begin. If you got the book, you can write it to me if you don't wanna talk to me, that's okay. It's okay too, fine. Uh, to Devorah, I wanted hey, to say that if hey, guys. Hey for you. Star students, you and Marcella. We're gonna get that stickers after this. Oh, everyone wanna... That's my girl. Oh yeah. Okay, so. Here we go, let's begin. Short, quick and to the point. Mika kamocha. We're gonna start reading the, the Hebrew a little bit, and then we're gonna translate, and then we're gonna give the punchline, and then we're gonna give the takeaway. Okay, simple, four steps, let's begin. Mika kamocha, page seven. Saying that this attribute teaches us that Hashem bears insult and endures offense to the extent we cannot fathom. Oh, nice. Um, Esther here is offering. Thank you so much, Esther, that if anybody wants the book and can't afford it, she's willing to buy it for you and ship it to your house. Thank you, Esther. So get in touch with Esther, Esther Lam. She's in the uh, chat. You can get in touch with her there. Or if you didn't catch her, you can, I guess, talk to me. Esther, are you saying... Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So basically, we're saying that Hashem bears insult and, en- and endures offense. That's the Mida. Mida number one. Hashem knows how to take a punch. Hashem knows how to take a slap in the face. Hashem knows how to take an insult. Hashem knows how to take offense. And you know what he does? You know what he does? He takes it, and he sits on it. That's what he does. He takes it, and he sits on it. That's the mida. The mida is that God can get offended. He can get get hurt, per se. Okay? And we're going to explain. We're going to break it down to what that really technically means. It means for us, offended, hurt, okay, by somebody that we love, by somebody that we've invested energy in and money in and time in, and all these things, and then we get a big slap in the face by that person. Mm-mm-mm. That person doesn't send us an invitation to the wedding, doesn't send us an invitation to the bar mitzvah, doesn't even say hi to us in shul. What? I helped you? I gave you money when you needed it? I spent hours talking to you when you were breaking down? When you're going through that divorce or when your kid was going off the deck and now you're not talking to me, you're not inviting me because now things are working for you? Excuse me? That's the human reaction. What's the Shem's reaction? Let's continue. There's nothing hidden from him. There's not one moment that a person is not fully sustained by this power called God. There's not one moment that this person is not sustained. Now, since we all know, since we're in 2022, and at this point we all know when this was written, you know, they didn't have scientific proof to prove this, but we all know that everything is made out of atoms. And we all know that atoms are made out of a nucleus, a proton, and a neutron. And we all know that in order to keep everything up and not collapsing in the world, the atoms, the nu- the nucleus has to have the electrons circling around it 24-7, 24-7 to keep it an atom. If the electrons, sound is not so good. You don't hear me so well? Do you hear me, Marcella? Do you hear me well? Maybe the sound is not so good by you. Oh, it's very loud. Oh, maybe it's because of my new mic. Got a new mic. Is it too loud? Maybe lower it. Yes, too loud. Michaela, maybe lower it by you like lower me. I don't know what else to do. I have lowered you going. the, is that, okay. um, the sound is about being, you, baby. I think the microphone can just not oh, it take reverb. The mic reverberates. Yeah. Not oh, good. Okay. Okay, so we'll take it out. Much better. Yeah? Yes, you have a loud voice. I love it, but better without the mic shoots because I just gave a whole class with the mic okay let's hope I don't know I recorded it I didn't hear it but whatever okay so when you think you're fancy and all of a sudden like you do things that like oh everyone's doing and then they don't work it just makes me remember that I like the way I do things (laughs) which is ghetto style all right so back to the learning okay so what we're saying over here is that with this neutron, right? With the neutron and the atoms, nothing in the world, nothing in the world is mitkayem. nothing in the world can last without atoms. Atoms are make up everything. What keeps the new neut- the electron circling around the the, the neutron, the, the nucleus? What keeps the electron circling around 24-7, 24-7, 24-7, if not Hashem? What keeps my heart pumping if not God? What keeps all my organs doing their thing? My pancreas, my beta cells it's feeding the insulin and all everything that's doing what it's doing, my blood, my my all the stuff that's happening in my system. What is keeping that going? I'm not connected, I'm not hooked up, I'm not everything. What's keeping that going? What's keeping the whole world going? What is this life force that is keeping everything going 24-7 and renewing, renewing? I'm exhausted. I go to sleep for four, five, six hours, I wake up, I'm renewed. What keeps it going? What keeps it going is the life force. It's this energy. It's this energy called God, called the Almighty, called called it has many, many names, this thing that's keeping everything going. And what we're seeing over here is that the reason that he's bringing this in right now is that he's saying to us, the Ramak, he's saying, He's <laughs> saying, There has never been a moment in history that a person hasn't rebelled against this force, this being, okay, this life force that's constantly keeping everything going and that's constantly giving life, that's constantly renewing. There has never been a being that has sinned and rebelled against this force that at the same exact time is getting back from this force the ability to rebel against him. He's getting back the ability. He, I right now, am eating, God forbid, I'm eating pork. Okay, this is pork. Fine? Use your imagination. All right. I'm eating it. All my muscles, all my all my organs, my body, my all of it is breaking it down. It's it, I'm literally sinning against the word of God. And he is giving me the ability in the moment to sin against him. And he's helping me. He's helping me with his power to break down the food, to get the food, to eat the food, to enjoy the food. He's giving everything to me because he's constantly keeping me going. He's constantly keeping me going. And it's not a given because there have been people in history that he's that he did it, that they were about to sin and they were about to use the power that he gives them, the life force that he gives them against him, and he stopped them cold in their tracks. But for, for all of us, this is Hashem's Mida. This is Hashem's mida. His ability to take offense, his ability to, that's why, that's why the Malachim call him, Melech Ne'elav, Sovel Elbon. He's Ne'elav, he's a humble king. He's a king, he's a king, Where does it say? He, you endure and tolerate disgrace. That's midah. that he's at the same time while you're, you're taking the good from him, you're using it against him. That's Hashem's Mida. It says here in the English. Even though the sinner uses that force, that life force again to sin, Hashem still does not withhold it from him at all. Hakash Rauchel bears the affront of supplying him with power and movement of his limbs while he uses that power at that moment for sin. Iniquity and, provoca- and provocation. And Hashem endures it. That is this midah. The first midah is Hashem endures pain. He endures suffering. He endures and how does he endure? By while at, the, while at the same time I'm taking from him, and I use it against him. And he continues to give me. Mm. And he continues to give me. People are on shabbos their entire life. And Hashem continues to give them everything they need because Hashem knows. Hashem waits for the day that they have an aha moment, and they want to turn their life around, and for that moment, everything is worthwhile, everything is worthwhile, all the pain, all the supplying them with the energy and the life force to do things that are bad for them, to do things that will hurt them, to do things that will hurt their relationship with him, to do things that will cut off their shafa, will cut off their abundance, he gives it to them because they have free choice, and at the same time, he doesn't he doesn't want them to eat that, do that, say that, go there. But he gives them the ability. Because why? Because he's able to hold it and at the same time continue giving. So that's the Midah. And over here in this safer, the Hebrew safer over here, he gives he gives different examples. Also in the English, different, different examples. The example that I want to give are two different examples. Number one example, number one is the story that's brought in this English book. The story is a true story of a family in an apartment building, and the family decides that they're making a shevebrachos, and they go down to their first uh, first floor neighbor, and they ask the first, first floor neighbor, hey, we're doing uh, in your garden, in the garden, in the communal garden downstairs by the building. Would it be possible that we use an extension cord from your house, we use electricity from your house to connect it to the speakers outside? And the couple said, sure, no problem. And they give him, and they give the, the Baal Stimpla, they give him the electricity from their house. So he plugs in his, his speaker phones in their house and um, and he makes this whole party outside in the garden. Basically, hours go by, and the night is getting late, and the music is really, really loud, and he's an older man and his wife. and it got to the point where, where he calls Mr. Jacoby, he calls the, the Baal Simcha, and he asks him, you know, when are you uh, turning, when do you plan to turn off the music? I'm tired, I have Torah to learn tomorrow, he goes to Adaf Yomishir, at six o'clock in the morning, he has to wake up for chakras. he has things to do, he needs to sleep. So Mr. Jacoby tells him soon, and he hangs up. And he wonders like, what soon? Like a few minutes, a few hours, like what soon? After like an hour of the music going, his wife tells him, "What? listen, we have the plug in our house. We can unplug it. We can pull the plug in this whole Q party and it's over. It's already 1130 at night. We want to go to sleep. They're keeping us up. They're keeping the whole building up. It's Gezel Shana. You have to wake up, for, to, wake up to go learning tomorrow. And he got up and he was about to go pull up, pull the plug. And as he was about to pull the plug, he looked outside, he looked downstairs and he saw everybody dancing and he saw they were about to call up the Chatan. And he saw that they were like at the height of their, their celebration. And he thought to himself, how are they all gonna feel if like I just pull the plug on them and like all the music and all the electricity goes out. How are they all gonna feel? They're all gonna feel pretty lousy. So his wife was like, you want me to do it? I'll do it. <laughs> And he said, no, we can't do it. We have to be like Hashem. We have to be like Hashem, where we give the person the ability. With what we're giving them, they're hurting us. With what we're giving them, I'm giving them electricity. And with that, they're hurting me. They're hurting my sleep. They're hurting the quality of my next day. And I keep giving to them anyway. That's the you keep You keep giving like God gives in the same exact way, even if they use what you're giving them against you and the second example i want to give is from this safer here and he says how often is it that our eight-year-old or seven-year-olds they are such they are such they take and 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 take more and when you don't give them that last bit of things they ask for you never do anything for me you don't even care about me you don't love me he has it and he has it why don't i have it it's not fair. I never have anything. And as a parent, you're not gonna be like, you're not gonna not continue giving your child. You're not gonna stop giving your child. You're not gonna stop feeding your child. You're not gonna stop bathing your child. You're not gonna stop buying your child's clothing and paying for your child's rent or school tuition. You're not. But they're they're not listening to you and they're not answering your questions and they're not so they're using the roof over their head, the food in their stomach, the, the the everything that you give them, all their toys, everything that they have is yours against you. But that's exactly what it means to be a parent: that we have, we don't jump the we don't jump the gun, we don't immediately say, "Oh, that's it, you okay? You know what? No more. Get out of my house and throw you into the streets." Just because. The kid hasn't come around yet when he's 8, 9, 10 years old just because there's behavior that you don't like. And he's using the stuff that you you give him against you. Okay? The sneakers that you bought him, the bed that he sleeps on, the air that he breathes, basically, it's all you. And he's using it. And no, I'm not going to help you. Please. And no, I'm not going to listen to what you say. And I don't care. I don't. And he lies to you. I don't have homework. And I don't... And the way we we do it with our kids is the way we need to do it with everybody else as well. So the questions always come up like, what are you going to be a welcoming man? People are just going to step all over you and you're just going to keep giving to them. When do you draw the line? So my advice is always, let's just start. Because our immediate immediate reaction is, excuse me, I sat up with you. I gave you money. I, I I helped you through that experience and you don't invite me to your son's bar mitzvah? Excuse me? Okay. No more are you getting money from me. No more are you getting my time. and No more are you getting my patience. Bye, bye. You, my friend, are toxic. And that's what the way the world would come. That's the way just the goes, right? That's how we go. So what we're learning over here is how to become more godly. How do I become more godly? It's the, it's, it's, it's even though I bite the hand that feeds me, the hand that feeds me, feeds me keeps feeding me. Even though I use the mouth that God gave me, the mouth that he gave me, the help that he gave me, the air in my lungs that I have, the, 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 the brain that, that he gives me and that he operates 24-7 and the cells in my body and the atoms and the neutrons and the, and the electrons and all of that, even though he's constantly keeping me alive and going and giving me everything, my food, my life, my kids, my health, my family, my friends, everything I have, I then sit and use it against him, God forbid, and speak and Hara, or sin against him by stealing or sin against him by destroying somebody with my anger. And he doesn't, he doesn't stop me in my tracks. That's because he believes in me. This is another day. She'll figure it out tomorrow. She'll figure it out in a month from now. I believe in her. I believe in her. I believe in what I don't see yet. I believe in the potential that's there that I haven't experienced yet. I'm going to keep giving here. I'm going to keep giving here. And what the Toma promises us, what the Ramak promises us, he says, he says, because when you do do that, when you give to your student, when you teach someone all the, he says over here. Let's say for example, you teach him everything he needs to know in order to get to get a raise, in order to to, to move up in the company, thinking that you're also going to move up in the company. You give him all the tricks of the trade, and in the end, he moves up, and you get you stay in the same place. But you taught him everything he knows. It's all because of you. So a person that lives Toma Devora is a person that understands nothing is because of me. I gave him the ability, and now he's he's moving ahead of me, and now he's growing, and now he's developing. Hashem, I'm going to get mine, because remember, there is nothing that you do—not an eye, eyelid that you blink, okay—not a finger that you move in this world that you're not going to get paid back for. In the world that we're living in, it looks like oh, he got a raise, he got upgraded, she got a better shidduch, you know that, and like I I'm left here, and I was the one that was supporting her and behind her and pushing him and and I'm the one that's left behind, I'll never be left behind. You are gonna get rewarded for all your humility, all your, your kindness, all your giving in a way that you're not gonna expect. It's gonna come from another place. You thought you were gonna get a raise from getting that that position. In the end, you might get crazy tax income or credit or something that's gonna come from somewhere else. You're gonna get you're gonna win a loss, something's gonna happen, you're gonna get way more money than you ever would have in that job. There's Cheshman Shamaim, remember that. Hashem has a And if Hashem sees that we are in an effort to get closer to Him, to liken ourselves to Him, to become like Him, Ma'u Rachum, afata Rachum, Ma'u Chanun, afata Chanun. Well, He's mercy, you be merciful. He's compassionate, you be compassionate. When He sees that we are trying to be like Him, yeah, I know, I see the hand that I, the, the, the I am the hand that feeds, and then I get bit keep feeding, I keep feeding, I keep feeding, I keep helping, I keep being kind. Hashem said, the reward that you, you're you gonna get is because what you, because your eyes are not seeing the, the results of your efforts, but I see the results of your efforts and I'm gonna give you that those results and you're gonna get those results. They're gonna be so much more powerful than anything you could have reached by yourself. Because when we are trying to liken ourselves and our meatos to God, and not just be regular humans. Regular humans just means like knee jerk reactions. Like you got me upset, I'm gonna get upset. You took from me, I'm gonna take from you. You spoke about me, I'm gonna speak about you, excuse me? What? You get to speak about me and I don't get to to take revenge? That's being human. That's the human qualities that we were born. And what Hashem wants us to do is take the whole thing and turn it on its head and be like, train myself to have a reaction that is absolutely not human, not human because we're godly beings in a human body. And the more I'm able to connect to the godliness inside of me, the amount of power, energy, passion, excitement, life, life force, giving, connection, unity, love that I'm gonna experience is on a whole, whole different level. Something I never experienced before, ever. So the idea is to remember this throughout your week. Where in your life are you giving? Are you loving unconditionally? Still, they take what you give them, like the mashal with the electricity, and they use it against you. And remember one last thing that he says over here in this book. He says, so you're in traffic. And all of a sudden like or you're standing in the 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 light you're about to make a left and there's like a million cars behind you and all of a sudden someone tries to like shove in you know the person that tries to shove in like and go in front of you like and just skip the whole line right so that person instead of looking at him and being like (laughs) 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 i see it the road rage in israel is like Wow. Like, people literally have heart attacks on the road here. It's, like, it's insane. Like, people take it so offensively. Like, literally, they shot his mom. Like, literally, they killed your mom. That's how bad it is. They cut you off. It's, like, they, they like, took your kid. I don't know. They did something really bad. Like, like it's crazy. It's, like, literally, like, I, I laugh because it's, like, okay, okay. The guy needs to cut or, like, he's cutting or he's, he's a jerk, okay? He's a jerk and he's cutting you. You're gonna have a heart attack now. You're gonna, you're, you're all your, all your, uh, you're all your. Uh, what's it called? My Hebrew is getting up mixed with my English. Your, your body's gonna completely start to break down now, and the chaos inside, and the, and the slowing down of all the digestion and everything that you're doing to yourself. Who are you hurting? Who are you hurting? Him or yourself? So the guy has bad meatos or the guy got stuck, or the guy is, I don't know what. Okay, think the word, whatever. So he says over here, the guy that cuts you off, instead of looking at him like, go ahead of me, or the guy in the grocery store, the lady in the grocery store, do you mind? I just have, I just have like 40 things. Can I just, two seconds, two seconds, right? And you're like, "Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, right, right? So he says over here, this falls under this Mida of Mika Kamofa. You give to the person and they and they use it against you. They use it against you. They cut you off. They push in front of you in line. They use it and you allow. You, my friend, have just become likened to God. To God. You've been just likened to God. And what happens in that moment, when you use the media, and this is the most important part. and This is the most important piece. Listen to me. Listen to this good. When you act and you do the way Hashem acts and does. And at the same time, while they're cutting you off, even give them a blessing and say, have a beautiful day. I've been in his place many times. I know what it's like where I got shoved and shoved and all of a sudden I'm in the front of the line and all of a sudden I feel really, really bad, but I, I, I cut the whole line. Done him the kafskh and even wish him well and have a beautiful day. And the lady that has 40 things and wants to just go ahead of you for a second, be like God. Is it fair? No. Is it halachic? Probably not. Like we're gonna learn a lot of things that are like really not even like according to halacha, like you could take the person to court. There's halacha, and then there is Tonra devorah which is a whole whole other level of relating to life, like such a different level. It's like literally like, what? Why? Why would I do that? Like, why would I do that? Because you have one thing in mind and that is that you now heighten the godliness inside of you and remember all the benefits that come from that. Remember all the benefits we said in the beginning. You give your neshama air, Food, sustenance, space, and you are your soul. And the thing that happens when you do Hashem's Mida, when you act like him, when you start in implementing the Mika Kamocha. Mika Kamocha. The guy, this happened to me, this literally happened to me like a year ago. It's a little bit embarrassing to say over here. I can say, I could switch around some of the details it's really funny actually the actual story is hysterical but it's not so funny, so I'm not gonna say it but um but basically I was sitting in, in King George and in Yafo and uh, Jerusalem and this man comes up to me and he's like hey do you have any money and whatever and I'm like yeah sure and I give him some money and and then he starts talking to me more and he seems like he's like an American guy and he just fell on rough times and he's like really nice guy but like he's homeless and whatever so I give him some more money and he told me I have to buy medicine I need to buy medicine I really need to buy medicine and I said um okay okay how much is your medicine and and um and that's it. we wished each other farewell and he left and then and then I go to super farm which is like the pharmacy here in Israel and I'm in line and I turn around and he's there he's there waiting for his medicine and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm thinking, like, he's money to get medicine. Like, I'm so good. Like, how oh, nice. Like, the man is not going to get his medicine because I gave him money. And he sees me. He sees that I'm there. And he goes up to the uh, the thing and he tells the lady, are there only females in this group? Can I say it? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Keep up between us, okay? All of us. So he says, um, he goes, he goes up to the to the thing and he says to her, um, he puts all the money on the thing, all the money I gave him. He puts, he puts it all on the thing. And he says, I, I, I'd like one box of Viagra, please. <laughs> Viagra. And I was like, that medicine? <laughs> and then, um, I didn't say anything to him, I just smiled at him. And then he like winked at me and that was the end of that very strange, very weird experience that I had there with this man but the thing is the thing I'm trying to say is that let's say so that is like someone taking from you and using it not really against me but yes against me because he's probably going to sin with it he's not probably going to like you know do it in holiness and in beautiness and all of that okay he's not going to do it in purity and in in godliness he's gonna god knows what he's going to do with that okay so he took tzedakah for me so then go sin against God, right? And that, that my friends, is something that, let's say normal people, like, like people that don't learn Tom and Devorah would be like, I really don't wanna have anything to do with your Avera and I'd like my money back, please. I don't wanna have anything to do with your Avera. I don't wanna support your Avera. I don't wanna be the reason that you're gonna buy drugs or the reason you're gonna buy Viagra and do what you do. But Tom Deborah says to us, give, Even if the person uses what you're giving to them against you, continue to give. Because everyone gets turned around in the end. One more thing I want to end with. The Baal Shantha was known to be the Rebbe of all the sinners. And after he passed away, all the robbers used to come to him and get brachos from him. And like he would give them brachos to rob houses. Like he would give brachos. Like there was one famous, famous story about Moishala the robber the thief, and he was like, Baal Shem Tov was his, like, his, his, his urm atonement, they were like, he was like, and he would come to him every single time, and say, Rabbi, Rabbi, give me a bracha, give me a bracha, they're after me, and you'd give him a bracha, you'd give him a bracha, and then one day, he made, like, he stole a lot, a lot of money, and he runs to the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem is not there, and he asks, where's, where's the Baal Shem Tov? where's Baal Shem Tov? and they said, he didn't hear, Baal Shem Tov passed away, passed away. So he goes to his son, the son or his nephew or his family. he goes to his son, I think, and he says to him, "I need a bracha. I need you to give me a bracha." And his son wasn't, you know, the, this person that he went to. I don't know if it was son, someone who was related to him. He wasn't on the level of the bashert. Okay, the bashert was known to have endless compassion, endless patience for people. All the sinners used to come to him, and he said to him, "I need a bracha. I need a bracha. I need you to give me a bracha like your grandfather did. I need you to." to to, to, to give me a bracha that the cops shouldn't find me. They, they shouldn't see me. I should just totally be like uh, invisible to them. And he says to him, get up and get out of here. Get out of here. You are a liar. My grandfather never gave you those kinds of brachos. Get out of here. I will not support you what you do. You stole, you should get arrested. And then the thief left and you went to sleep that night crying and saying, it's not fair. It's not fair that only the righteous have rabbeim, and the sinners have no rabbeim, Like the Baal Shemto. And then the Baal Shemto came to him in a dream and told him exactly what to do and exactly who to go to. And he did exactly. And he gave him Simanim. He gave him uh, Simanim to tell the person that he went to that it's coming from the Baal Shemto. And he went the next day and the man was like, what are you talking about? And he told him Simanim, exact Simanim of what it is that he needed to, that the Baal Shemto only between the Baal Shem Tov and this man there were these stimanim. And he said it to him, the Sikh said it to him. So he said, whoa, like the Baal Shem Tov really gave you the simanim. And so he gave him a bracha. And because the Baal Shem Tov embodied Tomer Devora, Yeah, according to the Seichol Yashar, excuse me, I don't want anything to do with your sin. According to the Seichol Yashar, yeah, but according to Tomer Devora, what it's talking about, especially this Mida of Mikkel Kamoha, patience, endurance, accept people's sins, people sin, yeah, people sin, yeah, people speak about us sometimes, yeah, people are mean to us sometimes, sometimes people don't invite you, the ones that you least expect not to love you, and not to be there for you, and not to show up for you, and not to invite you, are the ones that do, the ones that you least expect that from, yeah, sinners, sinners against you, so to be a, all of a sudden a stickler to the truth, excuse me, you spoke Lashon Hara about me? When did, when, how often do you speak Lashon Hara, my friends? You cut me off? How often do you cut people off? You lie? How often do you lie? People sin against us, and we have to be like Hashem. We have to continue in the relationship, continue loving them, continue giving to them, and know that this is going to pay off because, and this is the clincher of this whole class, because what happens when you use the midah of Mika Kamoha, when you continue feeding, even though they continue biting, with patience, you understand, they're not there yet, they're not there yet. You continue doing that, you illuminate in shemaim that midah. That midah of Mika Kamoha is illuminated. You almost like shine light on the midah by doing it here in this world. And you know what the light shines on? the light shines on you, the light shines on you, you, the Mika kamalpa. that means that all your looking away, being ma'alim ayin, being able to say, he did it, okay, he did it, okay, okay, my son wasn't respectful, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, appreciative, okay, so my husband didn't remember our anniversary, okay, I'm not, God forbid, telling you to stay in any kind of abusive relationship or situation, please don't think I'm saying that at all, at all. Please don't think so. Abuse is never okay. Abuse is never right. And you should run far away from anyone abusive ever, always period. Okay. That's a rule of thumb. doesn't have to go. But in regular relationships between people, between friends, people that have been there for you, people that were a part of your life, people that you care about, your children, your husband, your, 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 your friends, people that are close to you, they will sin against you. And when they do, be like God. And when you will be, Hashem will shine his mida of Mika on you. And then that will give you so much blessing and so much uh, patience from Shemaim. Because if, if God will hold us to the level that he holds other people, that we hold other people, we would constantly be having to walk around doing tshuva. Every single moment. I'm so, sorry, so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Constantly. But we're not. We chat, 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 and we move on. We bite our nails on Shabbat and we forget about it. We we are we do a million of errors, okay? God forbid. But we do things that we're not supposed to do that we're not even aware of. And he keeps loving us. He keeps being patient with us. And he sends us with this person and that helper and this nice conversation and that nice experience and this good love and this kindness. Because that's who he is. And that's who we're going to be God As we keep going in this work. I really urge uh, urge all of us to read the chapter. Read the chapter before the class. Read the chapter after the class. Teach this to somebody. You want to ingrain it. Because as we go along, I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to go backwards to repeat every mida. So you have to know the mida. Otherwise, it's just going to get too like, what do uh, uh. Okay. So know it. Like It's short, sweet, to the point. It's like five pages in the book. Read it teach it to your husband, teach it to your children, teach it to your friends, say it over to yourself, learn it, get it, understand it, take some notes on the side, done. We'll move on. Anybody have any questions? No, we're good. All clear. All right. Go, go, go be goddesses. Go be godly. And remember, just remember that you will be paid back tremendously. For this work tremendously in healing and love and patience and a, a calm inside Calm inside all right my pleasure thanks shira thank you everybody and thank you to thank esther. You so much esther is willing to purchase these books for anybody that needs so if anybody wants to to have her purchase them for you and send it to your house get in touch with esther lamb with tadekis Amen. come back to his energy lift 120 amen thank you so much thank you we love you we love you i love you guys bye, bye. thank you